You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And hello and welcome to everyone here on this glorious Sunday morning, at least glorious here in Los Angeles where the sun is shining. I'm afraid to ask what it's like in other parts of the country, but uh, thanks for joining us here live on Pet Life Radio's only live radio show, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and I'm your host for the next 30 minutes, Dr. Jeff Werber, and I'm glad you're with us. And um, we're going to be talking about something today that some might say, wait a second, is it a little early to talk about stuff like this? But my feeling is it's never too early, because depending on where you live, this uh, could be a problem really anywhere. But uh, And that is fleas, and we have some really good guests this morning. We have Jill Rappaport, who's an award-winning animal advocate, journalist, an author, and she is working along with the company Capinavet and doing some really cool stuff. Along with her is a colleague, Dr. Dave Petrick, who is a veterinarian, as he corrected me. He's not a DVM. It's a rarer breed, and that is a VMD, given the fact that there is only one school in the whole country that gives a VMD. And it's kind of like, you know, in dentistry, you have a DDS or a DMD. You know, I, medical doctors are always MDs, but University of Pennsylvania kind of wanted to throw a twist, and they started giving a VMD, which is a veterinary medical doctor, instead of of the TVM, which is the doctor of veterinary medicine. Don't even ask me why. But anyway, Dave, I want to thank you for joining us as well. And Jill, you have some really interesting, uh, exciting news that's going to help shelter pets all over the country. Let's talk about this new product out there that is called Paradefense and tell us what it's all about, how it came about, and what Dave's role, etc. So uh, why don't you oh, tell us a little about it? Paradefense. Oh, sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having us on. And regarding the weather, we're finally getting beautiful weather. It's going to be in the 60s here in New York, and we've had the best winter ever, which is why this campaign and product is so key, because other than maybe two days where it was completely, you know, at five degrees and 10 degrees, and you know about fleas and ticks, you really Absolutely. have to have long periods of very, very freezing cold weather to kill them off. Otherwise, we have a very frightening flea and tick season coming up. So it's really kind of interesting that on the heels of me spearheading and being the spokesperson for this campaign, we're probably going to have a real issue this spring, unfortunately, and it's never ended. It's starting, you know, now and probably the fleas and ticks never really died. So I was very, you know, enthusiastic and just thrilled to be part of this campaign. First of all, I should tell you both, I'm a frustrated veterinarian. <laughs> I always wanted to be a vet. I went to Michigan State. I wasn't good in math. I ended up uh, going to journalism school, Boston University, but I've always, my dream was to be a vet. I find myself diagnosing my dogs. My vets make fun of me because I'm going, well, wait a minute. Isn't it this? Isn't it that? And they're like, okay, Jill, let us just just do our job. But, you know, this campaign was wonderful because this company is giving this flea product out, Paradefense, for free to shelters, a thousand applications. And we kicked it off in Southampton, New York at Southampton Animal Shelter. And I was just so honored because, as you know, any way we can get something to these animals to make them more eligible, more wonderful, more healthy, more vibrant up for adoption, then we're going to get them out of the cages faster. So I just thought it was a wonderful campaign. How many companies actually give away products to encourage and support and shine a light on rescue? And it was wonderful. It's a great incentive, isn't it? 
Absolutely. You know, and also, I, w- I want to talk for a second. You mentioned something earlier in your intro about how fleas really, a lot of people are fooled that it's only a spring and summer problem. And right. you know, life cycle would teach us otherwise. Dr. Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit more specifically about flea and, and flea life cycle and conditions that sort of best uh, support the flea life cycle? Oh, sure. Well, first off, just as, as Jill was saying, when you don't have a heavy winter, like we haven't had here in the, the Northeast, at least, you always face that issue of, of not getting a good kill off of the insects that are outside. But then you turn around and you look at what you have in the home. There, it's a warm condition through the whole winter. It's uh, usually there are people humidifying to keep the humidity up. And really warmth and moisture are what fleas in particular love to have. So you can have you know, something percolating in the house even the entire winter long if you're not aware of it. And especially if you've got a cat like I have, cats are so good at masking any issue that they can have with fleas. So you've got this cycle that continues on through the entire year. And I always would recommend to clients of mine that you just go ahead and keep the flea preventive going on all year long just for that aspect alone. Yeah, now, people are... need to know that because they really don't die often. On darker c- colored animals, you know, when the fur is darker, because, you know, if you have like, I have uh, two of my dogs are, one is tan and one is white, and you can spread, you know how you do that. You take your fingers and you can run them through the hair and you can see little tiny fleas if you're really diligent about it, which every pet owner should be. But on the darker animals, oh my gosh, it's almost impossible. And I remember one year it was so bad out here, I actually got flea bites on my ankles. I was scratching away and I'm thinking... Are you kidding me? Because I'm so diligent about it. But that's the point, that it can be so bad when you don't have a strong winter. People need to understand this is not seasonal. It's year-round. You know, it's interesting that, and people should know this, and Jill, you made a great point. You have to be very diligent. I've had cases come in, even in the colder weather, and I go, people are going to laugh at me. Sure, Jeff, you're in California, Southern California, where it's, you know, 70 degrees, all, you know, cold is 65 for us. But what we see is people come in, and interestingly, the different allergies on dogs, there is a sort of an assistance that we get from the location of the allergy that gives us a really good clue as to what the allergen might be. For example, mm-hmm. if the lesions are mostly on the ventrum, we call the abdomen, the belly, inside the thighs, I'm going to be thinking more pollens. We call pollen allergies. Back of the thighs, lower back, like above the base of the tail, if that's where you have the scabs and the, and the sores and the the redness, we call erythema, and the dog is churning around and all of a sudden whipping around and starting to go with his two little two incisor teeth, biting away like chewing on something. That's flea. If it's rubbing the face and really bad ears, I'm thinking, well, maybe it's food. Chewing the front feet, for example, I'm thinking food. Now, of course, there's overlap, and dogs with atopy with inhaled allergies are also going to have ear issues, but it gives you a clue. So I've had clients come in, and the clue is flea. And I'm thinking to myself, that's not really the right time of year, but everything the dog is doing, it's flea. And I will sit there and I will go, like you said, against the grain on the back of, you know, around the butt, about the rump. And I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and it could take me five or seven minutes. And all of a sudden, what do I see? This little monster scooting across. I said, I knew it. I knew it. So, yeah, and they're tiny. They're tiny. Oh, yeah. 
So the dogs don't lie. The locations on the body really, really are yeah. there for a reason. They give us and, a really and good And especially, food. you know, cats can really have a bad problem with it. And certain breeds of dogs, I have my American Bulldog, has mm-hmm. so many skin rash issues. So anything, whether it be food allergy or fleas or whatever, really affects him. And often he has to go on antibiotics because what happens is if you don't get control of these things in time, they can become infected. Absolutely. And it's what's really, a it, people infection. don't understand right. not just jumping onto you, but your animal's health. I mean, look at what's going on with these mosquitoes now and the Zika virus. I mean, there are things, fleas are carrying things. I mean, you know, again, you know, there's always, and you guys are both, that's my dream, my fantasy, but, you know, you could talk about this further. But the truth is, you know, there's pros and cons. There's people have concerns about medications, and I get all that. I'm one of them. But we can't be, you know, neglectful in understanding that it's not just, Oh, it's a flea, you know, if it'll scratch, it'll itch him a little bit. It's a much bigger deal these days. No, absolutely. Yeah, and Jill, you're absolutely right, Jill, about it. It can be significant. And Dr. Jeff, you were pointing out about the uh, the allergic reactions you can see. And for a dog that's super sensitive, I mean, you can get one flea and one bite and they just go bonkers. And that's one of the nice things about para-defense because the ingredients you have in there are they're, they're tested products, they've been around for a long time, and they are relatively safe. And it's one of those things that, as Jill was saying, you know, you don't want to expose your animals to products if they don't need them, but handling fleas is really, it, it really is a big issue, and you do want to get it taken care of as best you can, and Paradefense is one of those products that can help do that. You know, I, I uh, also, you know, have to talk about, you just mentioned safety. You know, one of the, probably the main active ingredient is the imidacloprid, and that's been around for a long time. It's been an active ingredient in some of the other products. And I remember when it first hit the market, there was a lady that called the technical services veterinarian at this company that, that was using imidacloprid in one of their products, and she was so indignant that this stuff wasn't working wasn't working and the technical services vet you know figured okay for sure it was being applied improperly something was going on let's let's ask some more questions so she Mm -hmm. you know calms the lady down and she goes all right now tell me exactly you know how you used it she goes well i put it in the food just like you're supposed to so 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 the reason for that was is that the product that preceded a lot of these products was an oral product that you had put in the food so yeah the funny thing was that, of course, it didn't work because that's not the way it's supposed to work. It works exactly. for the skin. But the fact is, for two months, this lady's been putting the imidacloprid in the food. And, and there's nothing going There was no problem with the dog. Why? The way it works on the insects, and you could probably tell more about the chemistry than I can, Dr. Dave, but it has no effect on mammals whatsoever. It's like it just goes right through. So uh, well, it, 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 it is a it, very, very safe product. And, you know, the more important thing, you know, anybody that knows anything about the shelter world, and this has been my oxygen in my life, it literally knows that, you know, when animals end up there, and it could be no fault of their own. You know, I talked about this several times. The thing that drives me the craziest is when people say to me, oh, their shelter pets are damaged goods. (laughs) As I've said so often, it could be an owner has passed away, they've lost their job. For whatever reason, an animal can end up in a shelter, no fault of their own, and they know that they've been saved. They're so amazing. And special, but if they've been 
abandoned or lost for any length of time, and they've been outside. I remember the first rescue dog as an adult. I've always rescued. I mean, I brought home animals when I was five years old, and my parents, thank goodness, understood my love of them and accepted them when the neighbors were looking at us like, are you kidding me? But I was always into rescue. But <laughs> I remember in, um, it, it was in the 80s, and I rescued Hampton in the Hamptons, my beautiful hound dog. And, you know, he had at the times over 60 ticks on him. Okay. And, you know, it was, he was just riddled, you know, just covered with fleas and ticks because he had been abandoned. He was outside. And when nobody claimed him, you know, I took him to the vet. But if these animals are left outside, they're going to have ticks, fleas, and gosh knows what else on them. And it makes it harder when they come into a shelter, if they have any health issues. You know, as I've always said, if we can't get people in, we can't get animals out of the shelter. So if we get Mm. people in, they never naturally are drawn to the bubbly, lively, healthy little puppy. Well, you know, what about the older dogs, dogs that are, you know, heaven forbid, sick or whatever, and if they've been outside for a long time, they're going to have issues. And what's so amazing about this campaign, why I was so honored to be part of it, is because we're doing something, Parademense Campaign is doing something to make that animal more enticing, healthier, more wonderful, so that people can open up their hearts and homes to them. And if everybody would just go into the shelter and these animals had less health issues, just think how many more would be adopted. So it's, I think this is such a great example and such an amazing message that this company is sending out because I wish more people would, you know, not a percentage of proceeds or whatever. I mean, here they're giving away. We gave away a 1,000 applications to Southampton Animal Shelter, and it's an ongoing, continuing campaign pain that will hopefully be going around the country so that these animals, we can get rid of the fleas, we can make a difference. And that's why, you know, medically speaking, that's a something else because I'm not a vet, unfortunately, but from the heart, it's a great, great message and a great campaign. And I just wish everybody would take a hint and take a clue and pick and do something for their own local shelter, give back in some way, the way we are. I I want to just tell you a quick story and then we got to go into a break. You mentioned about just going in adopting. So my son has a a little dog and he wanted a playmate. He's got a little Frenchie that he rescued. He wanted a playmate. So he's going online and he's on the English Bulldog, one of the rescue sites for the uh, English Bulldogs. And he finds this dog named Mo. Mo is nine years old. And just so you know, folks, Bulldogs, English Bulls don't have one of these 15, 17 year lifespans. So his days we're going to be limited at any point. But he was, I wouldn't say he was abused. He looked more neglected. He was just an uh-huh. outdoor dog, very thin. So my son read his little story and went down and he rescued him, brought him home. If you could only see, first of all, now he's fat and happy. Not fat, but he's put his weight back on. Heaven forbid, better than his son. Healthy you know, weight. Fat dog. Right. He's that healthy weight. He is the sweetest dog. And you would not believe the pictures of these two dogs together. And my son's feeling was, even if he only goes another two years, three years, why shouldn't well, they be well, really good years? That's so amazing. Exactly. And I'm sure your son feels like I do. When you rescue, you're the one that gets rescued. And I've had people, look, my Hampton, the one that I rescued, by the way, they, the vet said minimum three to four years old. I had him over 17 years. He was recorded wow. at 21 
when I put wow. them to sleep. And I'm telling you, you know, I know that there's lifespan of certain breeds, but you know what I feel when you save a rescue, I feel they live longer. They're so grateful. You love them so much for saving them. And there's so much in that love and that bond that I just think it keeps them going longer. I've seen amazing stories, dogs that were literally had days to live due to really being so sick that were saved from a shelter and not only survived, but went on way into their teens. So, you know, it's just the best gift you can do. And if everybody, if every company listening to the show, you know, whether, whatever it be, any type of medical product or pet product, if they would just donate, give to your local shelter so that when people come in there, I've been in, and you guys know, being veterinarians, I've been in the office where one lady came in and was going to have to put her dog to sleep because she couldn't afford antibiotics for a bladder infection. And I said, we've got to start a kitty. You know, I wanted to call it the Jack and Jill Fund, named after the dog, my beloved Jack, that changed my life, where we put money at our our local, you know, veterinarian's office for people that can't afford so that, heaven forbid, an animal doesn't get put down for something as minor as a bladder infection. But that's why we have to do stuff in our shelters because it's so hard to get them out. So if they're sick, if they're old, if they have any issues, they're going to be really the last ones to get adopted. Jill, hold on a second. Hold the thought, Dave. Stay tuned. we got to take a quick break. And once again, I did want to forget to thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. Elenco, Lily, Kong, Veterinary Products, and of course, Save This Life, Microchips. I'm sure, Jill, uh, you love the fact that we are pushing microchips for every single dog right. so they can be reunited if they end up in a shelter. So uh, anyway, don't go away. We'll be right back. Thanks for joining us here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And stay tuned. We're going to take a short break for these messages. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. We mature, handsome types need a little special attention. Does your dog suffer from joint and arthritis pain? Deteriorating muscle and joint problems are very common in aging dogs. It's easy to alleviate your dog's discomfort at home with ProSense. ProSense joint care products can help make your dog's life as pain-free as possible, providing effective relief for flare-ups and also lubricate and strengthen damaged cartilage. ProSense products are veterinary formulated and recommended to ensure the very best for your pet. Try ProSense today. Your dog will thank you for it. Pets love life. Love them back with ProSense. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. You love your dog. And getting kisses from them. But their breath can be downright stanky. Knock out their smelly breath with Stank Be Gone. Stank Be Gone is made with natural ingredients to eliminate their bad breath while helping to reduce plaque and tartar. Just add a capful to your dog's drinking water. Stank Be Gone is only $19.95. Use promo code STANK to receive a second bottle for just $5. Go to stankbegone.com today. That's stankbegone.com. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLife Radio. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> And welcome back. You are here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host of Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, along with my special guests, Jill Rapport and Dr. Dave Petrick. And we've been talking about Power Defense, a campaign to help prevent fleas in shelter pets. And of course, as we know, people, you know, it's interesting how you walk into that shelter and you're going to be automatically attracted to that nice, clean, happy kind of pet. But you have to understand that don't not look at pets that might be a little hiding in the corner because there are a lot of pets that are in shelters because of being neglected or being abused. And they might be fearful of people, sometimes certain kinds of people. It could be men, it could be women, it could be different people of color. We don't know what actually affected them and why they're there, but you don't want to write them off because I have to tell you, one of my best cats of all time, not to mention one of the most magnificent, was a cat named Zoolander. We called him Zooey Male Moth. And he was <laughs> did, he, did he strike the pose? Oh, my God. He struck the pose. Uh, you can see him on my website. I have pictures. I mean, he is, um, was amazing. He passed away. But when, when I adopted him, the side note was the worst cat this person has ever had. He was oh. unfriendly. He would bite. He never went to the litter box. And it was like, basically, this was a disaster cat. What idiot? would want to go and adopt a cat like that. Well, you're, look, you're listening to him <laughs> right Dr. <now>. Jeff. <laughs> so I bring this cat home. And by the way, I have to mention, he was a purebred Bengal. And as I said, the most magnificent cat on the planet. He was just stunning to look at. And I said, I don't care how bad it is. He is so good looking. I'm taking him. P. Oh, I love it. I bring him I love, You know what? That's the point I always make because, you know, we've seen a lot of campaigns where, like, you know, getting a lot of animals out at one time, let's just, you know, get those shelters cleared out, whatever. I always tell people it's not just about a home, it's the right home. And clearly, he didn't have, that cat didn't have the right home till he found you, and Absolutely. that was the right home. And it's how the personalities, <laughs> and Dr. Dave, you can talk about this too, like, you know, I've lost three animals in the last year and a half. I have four rescue dogs now, but, you know, and I've been lucky, I guess, because whatever I've rescued at the time, I just said, okay, there's always been that period where they have to figure each other out. And there's been moments when I'm not going to lie about that. But if you know that a dog doesn't get along with other dogs, I don't think it's smart for someone, even though they're opening up their heart and home, which is so wonderful, to say, oh, I have five rescue dogs. I'm going to take a chance. Because if that animal's traumatized to begin with, and then he comes into a house and gets attacked, that's not going to help. So people really do need to read and hear what the animal's you know, idiosyncrasies could be. I mean, Dr. Jeff, you didn't listen to it, and it worked in your favor. But you know, the truth is that you do want to give the animal the best chance for a lifelong home. Obviously. Exactly. And, you know, coming into a new home, and I also tell people, if you can, you know, give it a little time, it's, especially if you yeah. have an animal that was somehow affected. They can't tell us what it was. So we don't know what those signals are. That's that are so important that you out. say that. It doesn't happen overnight. It could take right. three, four months, and you, you don't right. even know the animal's personality. Like, you made a very good point. My sweet pea, who I lost in April, I had her uh, 13 years, she was, you know, dropped off by a cocaine addict, okay, and her tail was broken, 90-pound 
coon hound. And uh, I took her. She was two years old at the time. She was on day 28. She had two days left. They were going to euthanize her. 90 pounds, shaking in the back of the cage. And I have to tell you, when she came home, she was a little, you know, kind of scared. She became the mother of the house. She oversaw everybody. When my dog, Jack, got bone cancer, she would literally watch over his food because after his chemotherapy treatments the next morning he didn't want to eat and she would watch his food so none of the other dogs would come to it until oh. Jack was ready to eat. She was oh. the most amazing dog and that personality you it was a 180 from what she was in the cage when I found her but I looked in yeah. her eyes and I said you're coming with me and Dr. Dave I'm sure you've seen that so much too right? Well we've adopted two shelter cats so the uh, first one was Emma and we actually got her down in, in Virginia where my son was going to uh, college. And we brought Emma home and she was with us for nine years, you know, great, great nine years. She uh, passed away from a, a brain tumor that was inoperable. She was a great cat. and They were a little nervous about her in the, when we picked her up at the shelter and they were kind of saying, well, she's growling. But, you know, my wife loved her and, and you know, it's like you said, it's one of those funny things. You start out with a preconceived idea because we were going to get a, uh, a tuxedo cat, black with, with white paws and stuff, and just saw Emma and fell in love with her and took her home, and it was great. So we, we've been very lucky. And Abby, our second one, she was actually being fostered. It's kind of a funny thing to say, but she was being fostered by the people. We had Emma cremated, and she was being fostered by the people there, and that's actually how we found Abby. You know, she was being fostered. It was like Emma brought us to Abby, and oh, then we great. adopted her, like, right after that, too. And she's been a super cat. So I totally agree with what you guys are saying. And sometimes you just know when you see them. We have uh, five dogs and five cats, and, and we're kind of crazy. But when I brought... No, Zooey, you're, you're <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> That's not when crazy. I, I, That's wonderful. <laughs> when I brought Zooey home for the first time, so here we had this cat who was the worst cat ever, apparently. And then he's coming into a house with four other cats, five dogs, and you'd think, oh, my God, this is disaster, right? This cat was the best cat ever. Never missed the litter box. Friendliest. You'd come over, he would jump on your lap, start kneading on, oh. your, on your thighs, you know, on your lap, and he'd be purring away. The environment, you know, we underestimate the ability of pets to read us. We've talked about this on our show. Dogs and cats mm. have the ability to facially recognize. You know, we talk about our sixth sense. In my opinion, dogs, at least uh, that I know, have, have 10 senses. They can pick up things that we never in a million years could pick up. Oh, and are you kidding? I had someone working on my property and I thought they were fine, but I kept noticing every time they would come on, you know, whatever it was, you know, within feet of this one, my one, my Hampton, he would back up and run away. And by, I ended up just, you know, saying, I'm sorry, I don't think this is working out. And he said, why? I said, because my dog, I'm sorry. And he, the man thought I was nuts, but uh -huh. he was, my dog was telling me I'm scared of this person for whatever reason. And, yeah. you know, and I had to be honest because I didn't, you know, his work was fine, but I'm telling you, it was really weird. My dog was terrified of him and it could have been from a past experience and of somebody, you know, that was very similar, but he, it was this guy in particular, he would run and like turn around and run away. He was terrified, but they give you, they tell you things about people and well you hear the stories all the time you guys are both vets where dogs can smell out cancer and oh, absolutely. they can lower your oh, blood yeah. pressure you know just petting a dog yeah. can lower your blood pressure you're having an animal is healthier for you and they can also sense fear i mean we know they're watchdogs but if they can also let you know somebody might not be good for you <laughs> right, no, right? I, we we talk about that all the time and is you know my good friend marty becker has coined a few phrases like you know get the labrador instead of lipitor you 
know, or or the, <laughs> or, or the poodle instead of the Prozac. I mean, there are so many yeah. things that we know as 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 the ability that dogs have to help us as well. And I think we need to give them a bigger chance. And uh, we're running out of time here, so I just wanted to thank you both for coming, Jill. Thank you so much for the messages, not just for the fleet control, but the importance of visiting your shelters and saving a life. And it won't just save their life; it'll save yours as well. And, you know, I, I said if I if I had a bigger bed than a California king, I can probably fit a few more dogs in there. But right now, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, that's that's always been my life. May explain a couple husbands, but hey, I'd that's, rather have the four-legged ones exactly. than the two-legged ones. <laughs> so, so true, so true. Anyway, so um, thank you so much for talking about Para Defense, this great campaign. Let's uh, let's get keep these shelter pets uh, flealess in good shape, cleaned up, and uh, let's get to some homes. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Dr. Dave, thanks for coming on as well. And um, Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Paradefense is pleased to be on the program and, and, and glad we could be here. Uh, we're, we're thrilled. And I want to also thank Elenco uh, uh, and, and uh, Kong Veterinary Save This Life Microchips and uh, ProSense Pet Products for sponsoring us here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Hope you uh, are all well. We will see you here uh, same time next Sunday. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks a lot. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.